Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Equanimity Podcast. This is Jackson. I'm here with Monica. Here to just talk about all things and put a positive twist on them. Yes. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Jackson. That was a nice intro. So for today, I think we're going to pick up a little bit where we left off last time, continue talking about forgiveness and segueing into grief. We recognize that the holidays can be a beautiful time, but it can also bring up a lot of heavier emotions. And so we hope to shine some light on that and figure out some ways to help alleviate all that. Yeah. Intro with the positivity and then just jump into grief. But (laughs) it is the the fact that, yeah, that doesn't have to be world stopping. It's a natural part of the process. Exactly. It's all the shades, I think, right? As life can present and it's about figuring out the balance thus equanimity of it all (laughs) yeah that is the thing so jackson for you when it comes continuing on the topic of self-forgiveness what comes up for you yeah with self-forgiveness as it pertains to grief what came to my mind is just when we lose people that are close to us you know that it's always oh i'm gone before them kind of thing with that mindset or maybe they went because of an accident or some other like self-inflicted thing there's i know there's a lot of several different reasons that guilt can come up when dealing with people that we care about passing because of course we don't want anything but the best for the people that we care about and then when things happen like that there's guilt that can follow and i think that is part of the grieving process for sure is recognize those emotions and they are things that we might have to work through but kind of the self-forgiveness for me would be releasing attachment to those emotions and that it's not up to us to control like these crazy life circumstances and crazy life scenarios that yeah we shouldn't be Help guilty for something that happened. Yeah. I think like death can it provoke so much. I was thinking about it today, just how death always comes unannounced. Even if like you're maybe if you have a family member that might be fighting an illness and maybe there is a date, right? But even when that date does arrive, it's still hard. And maybe it eases it a little bit, right? With having it in your mind, like, okay, I have X amount of time left with this person, but sometimes the person doesn't make it, right? The full amount that they're saying, 
or on the other hand, right, an abrupt death. It's all tough. And I would like society, specifically here in the US, to normalize talking about this more because I think that at least over here, it's not talked about as much as in other cultures and like ways to be able to learn how to cope with the grief and learn from it too. Yeah, it's almost taboo in our culture, which is true for like a lot of natural processes of the human experience, like for some reason taboo in the United States. But to the earlier point, even if you do have the date or you can see it coming in a sickness or something like that, you've still never quite experienced the world without that person in it, like no matter what role they played or how significant their presence was, like our brains like haven't even had to comprehend them not being on this earth anymore. So even if you do know that it's coming, it's okay if it still hurts when it does happen. Yeah, it's tough. It really is hard. And so what can we do, right, to help normalize this and allow ourselves to be more in touch with this natural cycle of life? Because it's at, right, it's in every area of life, all of nature. I was noticing my mom, she has her plants that she loves. And while she's been abroad, she's come back and she looks like she's in rough shape, this plant. But I was contemplating this earlier too. I'm like, man, like this plant, maybe she'll make it, maybe not. But if she doesn't, then she's going to just go into the natural cycle that we all have to face one day. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any info on how Spain approaches the subject and that culture of death? Yeah. I can say like leading up to it. Spain as a culture is very focused always on celebrations and just a lot of celebrating all the time. When death happens, it is very, I will say like they plunge right into the hard feelings. They immediately, the cremations happen a lot faster in Spain. Oh, everything just gets expedited and it's very, and I'm speaking more in like a traditional Catholic sense of Spanish ways of coping through someone passing. I don't know what's better. In one sense, I do see like just plunging right in and letting yourself feel the loss right away. I can see that being a positive thing, but almost like maybe it being so fast too doesn't really let people process, oh my goodness, this person has just passed away because I have to figure out all the logistics. So I don't know. And on the other hand, like with, because my dad is Chicano, Mexican, and his family, it was more like, celebration celebrate the life of the person that has just passed so they'll do parties and so it's a different perspective on it yeah yeah i don't know if there is like a better or worse or like proper way to to go about those grieving processes i do like the idea of like celebration or at least looking at the positives i think a lot of like heavy emotions that come from grief is oh never get to experience this thing again with them or and this also is like not so we, we mentioned earlier when we were talking that it's not just about death, not loss of a relationship or severing ties of certain connections and stuff. It can all be grief and it goes to why not experience these things with that person again or didn't get the chance to do this that they always wanted to do and stuff like that. Just like the loss or what if or what could I have done better in yeah. certain scenarios. But when you look at it from the angle of celebration or at least just like noticing the highlights and the positives, like that can definitely do a dramatic shift in, in our brains. Like it takes the same energy and the same focus to be focusing on those two different aspects. But when you look at the more positive and highlighting the times that you did spend together and the things that you guys did get to do, like, you know, all the, the positive expressions that were between you guys versus yeah. the loss. That is like a positive twist on looking at those events. 
Yeah. But I think like you said, it's yeah, no right or wrong. I think it's more perspective, right? And seeing what makes sense for you. And I think at least for me to contemplate my death has helped me to live more fully, especially after I did go through my own near-death experience five years ago now. Definitely makes you look at life different. And I definitely feel like life moves so fast. It moves so fast. It really, really does. Sure, sure, sure. And the mo- more that I get older, I'm still young. The more that I'm growing, I realize how quick everything moves. And that makes me want to live more fully. And I think that encourages me personally to let myself feel whatever it is I need to feel and from the lens that I'm learning. Yeah, that's a, I talked about this a couple of times this week, actually, but memento mori of like stoic philosophy, that phrase memento mori is essentially that meditating on the fact that we could die at any moment. We don't, don't know when or how or like anything, just that it could be tonight or it could be 80 years from now. But memento mori is just more like pretend that it is the last day because it, it just might be for all that we know. And not that has to be a negative thing, but simply, yeah, treat every day as if it was your last. Dude, would you want to do something throughout your day that makes you miserable or brings you negative emotions when that could be your last 24 hours? Or do it filling the day with things that fulfill you and yeah. bring you more positive emotions to where taking that step towards dying happy, being fulfilled, feeling fulfilled. Yeah. And that made me think of relationships too, right? There's situations maybe where family members have been upset with each other for X amount of time or best friends. And I'm not saying that maybe it wasn't because of a good reason, but sometimes analyzing that too, or just knowing that, yeah, when even if it's a friend or another loved one that same deal, right? We don't know when their last day might be. And I think as the holidays approach, I find myself pensive about all these things and thinking about it and wondering just contemplating all this. Yeah, that's a great point as well. The connections and like people that matter to us, but maybe we haven't reached out because of some disagreement or something ego related. Yeah, you can relate it back to. Yeah. You never know when their last 24 hours might be as well. If the argument's that big to where you don't want to speak to them for the rest of your life, like you either have to forgive for yourself and let go of that attachment or work on it to whatever degree feels right to you. That's a pretty big thing if you like put it in that perspective. Yeah, I don't want to speak to them for the rest of life. Are they in your life at all at that point? Yeah, just a lot of, and who knows what the right answer is with this stuff, right? Obviously it's very personal to the for everyone and everyone has different reasons but if anything just things to think about i just watched this netflix show that i absolutely love it's called from scratch great love story highly recommend watching it i find it a very realistic love story and this is a spoiler so i don't want to spoil too much but i'll just say one of them ends up getting so one one of them ends up getting what cancer Yeah, and I won't say who, just to not give any more spoilers. But it, I, again, I just loved how realistic this story was and just how the story talked about both of them having their dreams and then wait, waiting for the moment to seize the dream and then sickness can come. And of course, no one, there's always circumstance and reasons maybe not to do something, but I guess just the bottom line, again, what we're saying that you just, you never know. We don't know. 
how much time we have. And so it's just thinking about these heavier emotions is we don't want the heavier emotions also to rule us for the rest of our lives. And again, just the whole thing of living fully. Yeah. Yeah. Not letting them rule for the rest of life. And I guess staying present with each step of grief. I like the idea of maybe not taking on all the emotions at once if that's too much, but of diving straight into those emotions. Like sometimes denial is a part of the grief process, but the sooner that we can move past that and actually like accept accepting what is going on and like the quicker we can feel the emotions that we feel and maybe analyze them and figure out like how to get out of that like deep dark place that grief might take us yeah. create something more positive with it and celebrate a loved one if it is you know, a loss of a loved one and one of the best things I think I've ever heard with grief in particular is the magnitude of the way that you'll experience grief with whatever relationship you're grieving. It's a loss, whether it's death or a loss of a relationship, but it's also shows you how much you've loved potentially if it is in the case of loving an individual, both romantic or family or friend. And when I first heard that, I thought, oh my goodness, that's that's, that's beautiful because it shows so much in that, that your heart grew, that in that depth, that's where love was occupying. And now you're feeling that loss and it does feel empty. It feels very yeah, empty. That's, that's a great point and really beautiful. That's another same scenario, but which side do you choose to look at? And yeah, you can look at the fact that it indicates just vast amounts of love that were there. The absence yeah. of it for that particular moment might create a crazy feeling. It doesn't have to be a negative one. Yeah. And of course, it depends on what you're grieving. Like sometimes it is grieving a relationship that maybe wasn't good for you, but you're still having to grieve that separation and it still hurts. Doesn't that's okay. I think that's something I had to learn myself as I went through my own grieving process from my last long relationship was I knew consciously that relationship wasn't good for me, but I still had to go through the steps of grief and letting that separation. Yeah, I agree. I'm even then, even though it might not be great for you, that you were still giving a large part of yourself, whether the other person was able to receive it or not, like that core that you were giving within you is still there. So it's completely valid for you to be feeling those kind of things in that step. What about you though, Jackson? What's like a big lesson you've learned with grief so far in your life that you would like to share? I don't know. I think that I was rather lucky with any loss that's occurred in my life, I was either in a good place mentally or, I don't know, maybe I wasn't that close to the loss and detached. Very, I don't know, being detached might not be great in those scenarios. But I think one of the lessons, I think, which like I read about this too, thinking of it in cycles versus a straight line or like a linear, the growth isn't linear like that. Yes. That phrase, which I'm glad to be seeing more around certain spaces. Yeah, I think that would probably be one of the biggest lessons. And even now dealing with certain difficulties, it might not be grief. Or it might be in uh, certain experiences, especially over the last two years, that three years that everyone's gone through. Thinking of it as in cycles, you know, feeling every step and not being so hard on yourself. I think, yeah, the self-forgiveness is going to be like the, the biggest lesson that's helped through grief for me. Because it's so easy to be like, oh, especially like in, in the modern day, all of the media that allows us to compare ourselves so easily. Yeah, It's very easy to dig yourself in a hole and be like, oh, this person's bouncing back easier than I was. Or these people say I should move on. Why can't I move on? All of those kind of things. The more you like beat yourself up, the harder it makes the whole process. So yeah, I think learning to forgive yourself and accept every step of the process, every cycle, and not so much that it's linear, but that there's going to be ebbs and flows and waves to it all. That makes the whole process, in my opinion, it makes that process and that cycle like progress 
and at least progress. You know, it might not be a linear fashion, but at least you're not staying in the same spot of self-detriment, you know, yeah. bringing yourself down instead of working on going through, even if the parts that you have to work on are a negative thing, to see it in acceptance that way you can move forward instead of just keep beating yourself up for not being further along in the process. Yeah. Kind of being angry that you haven't started and choosing not to start. Yeah. But then, yeah, being mad at yourself for not starting makes it that much harder to start. <laughs> just accepting the emotions suck and we don't want to feel them, but we might have to. Actually, we are going to have to at some point in our life. Yeah. Whether giant losses or not so much lost our favorite keychain or something like all of these things, they can evoke emotions and the sooner we choose to accept them and accept the whole cycle and process that comes with it, the sooner that we can move forward and incorporate something positive of the loss and maybe look at lessons that we learned from them as well and celebrate all the positives that were there instead of just harboring on the negatives for the loss. Yeah, I really like what you mentioned about cycles because it's so true. Everything is a cycle, everything in nature, just our, the way our seasons work right here on earth. Yeah, it's all cyclical. And I think that definitely has also helped me to navigate through the darker stuff and know that maybe it's a season of darker emotion to grow through, but knowing that it will eventually pass. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing too. And like in reading about grief is to have that reminder for yourself that like the depth of that feeling will last. Yes. It's never easier to, or more lighthearted and stuff to, to go on living without a loved one or something, but that immense like cavity that you feel it won't always remain that way and if you were to relate it in the fact that that cavity is just a signal of that love that was stored there being released then eventually you get to fill that cavity back up with more love for other things and people and pets and activities things that bring you joy like you get to to refill that and that yeah that hole might not feel so gaping after some time it's not that time heals all but it allows us more opportunity to implement positive things and and rekindle love inside of that space. Something that just came to my mind as you were speaking is about letting go, how sometimes I think I've been there and people I know have been there and I've heard of it. It's just when sometimes people will grieve on or they'll hold on to the grieving process prolonged in a way, just because somehow your mind and I've, I can speak for myself. I've had maybe my mind tell me like, oh, if I let go already, this means I won't, I'm going to forget the person or then sometimes it's imperative. It is imperative for you to let go when you need to. And having that reassurance come in of, no, you're not going to forget the person. It's just going to evolve. Yeah. I think that can relate to the forgiveness, like forgiving other people isn't for them, but it's for ourselves. Like you can forgive, but not forget can also let go and allow yourself to move forward in the healing process. And that doesn't like any way decrease the significance of the loved one's role in your life or their existence, just because you choose to move forward and do things for yourself. Like, I think you see it a lot when talking about death, this person wouldn't want us to feel bad. They wouldn't want us to party or something like celebrate that becomes true at a point as you feel about your loved ones, they most likely feel about you. So you have to think that they would want what's best for you and making yourself miserable every day. With the thought of them might not be what they want. Yeah. What they want. Yeah. All good stuff. And before we finish today, I wanted to touch a little bit too on the grief that the holidays can also invoke sometimes, depending on whatever your family situation might be or 
life circumstance or what you said earlier too about the comparison game of, oh, maybe the holidays can provoke those feelings of, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. I didn't do this and that and the self-defeating type of attitude. So yeah, I wanted to, for us to chat about that and then maybe bring some solution to that too. Yeah. The holiday seasons are a crazy time period and there's a lot of positivity that comes from, and in my opinion, Christmas lights boost our dopamine or serotonin or whatever. <laughs> and it's cool to see. And even just like simple science things behind a society that's already deficient in vitamin D, like wintertime, we're getting less. Yeah. So I do recommend vitamin D supplements as far as wintertime yeah. goes. But I don't know. I, for me, what comes to mind right now would just be focusing on those positives because, yeah, I don't know. I don't have like a super tight-knit family or anything. There's maybe one event a year that we all get together and that is around the holiday season. So I'm sure there would be the whole felt if someone were to pass or things like that. But yeah. I haven't personally really had to go through experience quite like that. So I'm curious to hear your perspective. Yeah, no, for me, the holidays too has been, it's, yeah, and it's been an overall positive thing in my life. If anything, I've liked to be that helping hand as I've grown and be there for friends if their situation is one where maybe they don't have acceptance and they're maybe not even invited over to their home for whatever reason. So I think I always promote the idea of giving when you can, even without the holidays in mind. But just I know that people feel more cheery <laughs> this time of year and more generous. So if anything, it's like whatever your circumstances, I would say if you can, if you're at a position where you can give love and support to do that. And, and even if you don't have anybody immediately in your life that needs communities, so many communities are always in need and are here in Las Vegas, the houseless population, unfortunately, has grown so much this year. And that's something that's year round. It's not just now. But for those that can, same thing to give a lending hand to those that, that need it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Giving is so beneficial like in so many ways to provide for others. is just, I don't know, it's like a win kind of scenario in, in my experience. And even like scientifically what it does for our brain and we give to others with no expectation of anything in return, but simply just giving. Yeah. If you yeah. have that capacity to, then you benefit so many others benefiting yourself. That is a beautiful thing. And especially around the holidays, over these last couple of years, like it's been a crazy time and maybe an adjustment to people's lives that like they never had to experience before either. Family members not wanting to socialize or be around each other because of yeah. fears and stuff like that, which can be totally understandable. But it's a huge adjustment amongst an already crazy year that families have had to undergo. And yeah, to give back or give to family members and support as much as you can. That's a great way to navigate. I'm glad you brought up like the pandemic and this holiday season maybe will be more normal <laughs> for people. I can say in my family, these past couple years, we have not had a regular holiday season like many others out there, but it, there, there's been so much loss these past couple of years and a lot of folks losing family members to COVID or losing loved ones as an affect of COVID of some, so it's hard. So I think no matter what people are going through right now, whatever is coming to mind, just I would say having compassion to yourself and knowing that sure marketing tells you you have to be happy this time of year and feeling mm -hmm. jolly. <laughs> but if you don't feel that, that's totally okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's 
that's the huge thing, right? Being a carer, accepting you're part of the process. I'm like, yeah, if you're grieving this time, which can even be heightened by the fact that it is, is the holidays. Like just if you're grieving this time, you don't have to put it on pause just because it's the holiday season. Like feel those things out as you would any other time of year. And then have to accept it. Yeah, accept it. And then asking for support to whatever that might look like, whether it's asking for professional support or just support from a friend, just knowing that you're not alone. I think that's the big thing is no matter what is there's always someone there, whether it's a community organization that can help you or a church. If you are a person that goes to church, there's a lot of different entities that are there to help you. Communities. An amazing thing and maybe we can organize something too with lyf there's always people that care like the people in this podcast we care um, yeah there's always someone whether we feel it or not just i don't know reach out and see would be my advice for community it is easy to feel isolated especially like in our society it profits off of individuality and fear of like community essentially yeah so, to go against that and see what we're actually meant to be feeling as human beings as pack animals, like we're, we need and thrive off of community. I recommend yeah. that and I think that's something I'm so passionate about is helping people remember that we're animals. And like you said, we we're, and we're social creatures. Like we absolutely need one another. We weren't designed, even though this society, like you said, has made profit off the individualization. However, our biology says different and we need each other. I lighted more than ever over the last couple of years. I think that's a positive of like of the grief that can come out of those years that's a positive lesson I, I think that right there proves just how vital community is for our mental health it's like how crazy we all went when we had to be inside or like yeah. at least speaking for myself for sure yeah and what's coming to my mind right now also is a little shout out to the event that we just had the empowered life event i found it to be a very healing event and big thanks to our panelists, Sonia Barcelona, Mimi Mijares, Nadia Harara, Masavi, um, and Tana Marie, all ladies that were super vulnerable and a lot of tears were shed in that room. Also from the audience, just the vulnerability that was presented and the topics of heavier emotions came out and they found the most beautiful thing of it all was that we were in community sitting there together listening to these experiences and being there for one another and knowing that the authenticity that all humans experience this, whether people are ready to talk about it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to you and Mel for hosting that because that, that small act of putting those people together and gathering that helped to create a community or maybe like someone stumbles into that, you know, who might have been feeling lonely or not even aware that like community like that exists. You get to get to experience it just like that and when people display vulnerability that allows us to realize that we're all humans and everyone feels those emotions and we're not alone even when we are grieving like the greatest of losses we're not alone there is that community to connect and to learn from or at least just cry on their shoulder like that that's all part of the process and it's all okay yeah thank you jackson appreciate that so i guess in summary i would just whatever people are feeling just knowing that it's okay. And hey, and if you experience a really good season, awesome. Heck yeah. But whatever. And if it isn't so awesome, then that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. We focused mostly on the grief and hopefully things to show that, yeah, you're not alone and it's not a forever thing. 
But there's lots of positives to be experienced today, just like every other day, all the days to come over the next couple of months. Absolutely. And knowing that life is waiting for you to experience it and that perhaps you're just going through a growth spurt of some sort. And then when you need that, that holding hand to reach out and that someone's ready to hold your hand back. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Any closing thoughts, Jackson, before we sign off? I think that's great. Thank you for this. And yeah, I think that little tangent I just went on about community is going to be like the highlight for me. Yeah. Go through your process and be vulnerable. That's a huge thing about that individualization of every single human in this country is, yeah, we're afraid to be vulnerable with others. And that does create the sense of alone. And we, we, that doesn't give ourselves the chance to learn from others and people that may have gone through that process before, or even just that keeps our friends from being able to see what's going on and help us if we need it. Be vulnerable. Yeah. Be vulnerable and find community. It's there. And I will say, to be honest, in my lifetime so far, some of the best humans I've met is here in Vegas. And I know that people that don't know Las Vegas the way we know it would probably be like, what? That's crazy. Because they see what's (laughs) in the movies and the freaking and TV and all that. But it's the truth. I really have found some of the most open-hearted people here. And I'm so grateful for that. So if that exists in downtown Las Vegas, I'm sure it exists wherever anyone is. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's the, that's it. Sin City. (laughs) If Sin City has it, there's uh, it's everywhere else. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jackson. I loved this conversation. And like you said, honestly, the highlight for me out of this is community too. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. We will be back here soon until then i hope everybody has a safe holiday and we will chat with you guys soon peace